a cool kid you wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream always so generic more normal than your friends well we've devised a test to put the rest your fears there's no need to panic if you lend us your ears tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard cause if you like the show then you're probably a nerd Monday, and you know what that means? It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the show where we talk about all things geek, the show where we talk about all things comics, all things movies, all things books, all things video games, and all things Lego and Star Wars and bottles of water, Swiss Army knives, whatever. We are the Swiss Army knife of podcasts. We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and this week I am joined by Phil. Hello, everybody. I'm wearing pants. Well, we wouldn't know if we were or weren't, and I don't want to test it. I don't want you to prove anything. You do you, Phil. You do you. You it just shows do how you thinks of being in the run up to this show if I have pants on. <laughs> That's how it is. Normal. Normally, it, it's pajama bottoms. And oh, look at that. What did, did you have to do something important today? Oh, well, you know, it, it, it's it's Star Wars time. It is Star Wars time. Happy May the 1st. Getting closer and closer to May the 4th. May the 1st. Here we are. Man, what a weekend. I'm exhausted. I'm going to be 100% honest. I am exhausted. Absolutely spent. Uh, last night was my first official episode of uh, Sunday Night's Main Event, the flagship radio show. So I had to edit, write, produce, record, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let me tell you this. And I always knew this. Like, I've done podcasts for a long time, right? And and this is the first full-on radio show that I did completely on my on my own. Man, it took a lot of time to get 45 minutes of content. Oof. Yeah, radio is not podcasting. It's very different. It's a whole different beast, right? Different. You yeah. have to be... Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's, a whole, there's a whole different uh, set of rules when you're doing radio yeah. as opposed to podcasting. What we're doing you right now, beat. it could only yeah. work on talk radio, if at all. Yeah, fair enough. We're like a morning show. But it's still too unstructured for that. You know what I mean? You have m- moments in morning shows where there's banter. But by and large, man, you've got like 45 seconds to do what you got to do. Intro the next song. You know, I, I yeah, don't know you don't have a lot of time. People like Red and whatnot do it, to be you honest. Know what I... Because we still get their personalities. And yet they have obligations to do on air. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find that balance, right? Of... Making sure that I hit the points that I need to hit and, you know, letting Boris be Boris, right? That that That's the balance. That's the game that I'm trying to play right now. Um, and it's going to take a few weeks for me to get used to, you know, even 
the speed at which I need to read the read my copy, right? Like it, it, it's I'll get used to all this. First episode, everything kind of happened all suddenly, um, and there I am doing that. So there goes my Sundays officially. Oh, and I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. No. It is a dream come true. It is an absolute dream come true. But I'm busy. I'm busy. But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be chatting all things geek with you. Um, super happy that we heard from our friend Tyler. Yep. He's not dead. Yeah. Yep. Tyler, <laughs> get better. He's uh, yeah. he's 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 had it rough. He's had it rough. That's for damn sure. Doing the battle. You know, he's he's up and down and more down than up. So I I sincerely hope that you feel better soon, guy, and uh, you get back yep. to all aspects of your life in a more functional way. Yep. And, uh, happy like I, I've told him, you know, the microphone is always open for him when he's better. Uh, I know that he's the type of person, if he can't give it that 100%, you know, he's, he, mm-hmm. he's most likely not to want to do it. He's that kind of guy. I respect that, um, yeah. but and like I told him today, right? Like, dude, when I don't hear from you, <laughs> I get worried. Yeah, unlike me, I'll just mail it in. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I've been mailing in life for fucking five years. Uh, so have we all. Like, I know, right? Honestly, I, I'm still shaking my head over the past three years or so and everything because, um, you know. Like wow, there's been so much change and so much activity differences and work differences, and you know, well, yeah, I shouldn't. You know so much, but you do know how challenging it is. I'm sure everybody does out there. That oh, one hundred percent. It's different strokes now. Unless your job was one that you had to be going in, and thank you for for doing that. Um, I think you know you don't get enough thanks for that but it's really fundamentally shifted a lot of outlook as far as i'm concerned yep so agreed sorry i'm still getting used to this new mic got this new mic last thursday got it friday um really ballsy of me to test and use a new mic for Mm -hmm. uh, a whole project that i needed super important you know just a radio show yeah so yeah, but I I like the way I, outside of a couple pops, and again it, I'm still getting used to the distance and this pop filter helps me so much regulate how far I am from the mic. Uh, but yeah, sorry for boring the shit out of people. It's just it's been one of those weeks, and I think we're all kind of feeling this. Um, I, I'm I, I, okay. Before you get with your stories, just answer yep. me this one question. How are you feeling today, Phil? Uh, I feel a little bit run over. (laughs) (laughs) And does it have anything to do with you waiting by your computer at midnight, logging onto certain websites? And not OnlyFans this time? Yeah, it may have something to do with that, yes. (laughs) All right. So let's hear this. Let's hear this. I knew. That it was going to be a shit show, but oh my uh, god, is it okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Can I just just like summarize the experience that millions and millions of people had? Because I didn't even try. I don't even try. You know me. I don't even try this. But I feel like, <laughs> I feel like somehow 
Lego made Ticketmaster <laughs> seem like a like a company that knows what it's doing and has its shit together. Yeah, they they made the Taylor Swift debacle look like a walk in the park. <laughs> like, like it was enviable by comparison. And I have to be honest, every tweet that you replied to that I saw, I fucking laughed. (laughs) And it's it's not that I get joy in seeing so many consumers angry. It's it's the laughter of what the fuck, Lego. Yeah, well, to be fair, all right, a lot of people that I was replying to and agreeing with Take Lego a little bit too seriously. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So first thing that all this has taught me recently is that I take Lego far too seriously and I need to not. It's a toy. It's a children's toy. It's not a, um, an item that appreciates significantly in value, even though it may, you don't buy it to collect it in the sense that you're going to speculate on it. It's not, it's not a stock. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not a commodity as far as that goes. It's, it's a toy. It's a collectible. It's affiliated with Star Wars. It should bring you happiness. It shouldn't be something that I go, oh, I need six of those sets because I want to sell them because I'm going to speculate on the fact that I think they're going to go up exponentially due to this character or that character. You don't know what Lucasfilm are going to do with the writing with Star Wars. You don't know how Lego is going to reissue sets. You don't know if Lego is going to attach that minifigure to a magazine next week and give it away for free with the magazine. You have no control over that as a fan. So, you know, my, my simple recommendation or my, my own recommendation to myself is, Buy stuff for happiness. If I'm yeah. going to buy it, it should make me happy. And I think myself and a couple friends, uh, uh, my friend Lydia, um, we realize that, that we are not buying stuff to make us happy. We are buying stuff because of feeling like we need to buy it or feeling compelled to be a completionist in the collection. Yeah. yeah or pursue something that we've never had interest in before, but yet we feel so strongly motivated to get. And it, it, it's that's a dangerous thing. But last night, like to the point of everything, it was, I saw a tweet by a guy that I follow, Jay Ong, uh, who writes a blog and does other work in the Lego space. Really nice guy. I think he's an ambassador. I'm not sure. And he lives in Australia and Australia is famous for getting short supply. Yeah. Of everything. Everybody. Kind of, of everything. Yeah. Of everything. Everything needs to be imported. So they buy literally less than what they even think they need because they don't want to have anything left. And it's so expensive to import. Yep. So what ended up happening is he posted up on, on Twitter. Midnight came and went. He didn't stay up. He went to buy his sets early in the morning. And there's one set in particular that Lego were having difficulty keeping up with. And we knew that this was a set that was going to be a challenge. Yeah. It is a star. It is the star destroyer, the, the, the grand star destroyer, the, the, the huge one from empire strikes back, super star destroyer. 
And the issue is, is that it's the first in a midi scale line that we speculate is coming probably to replace the helmets. Uh, it's hitting in at about $69.99 American, $89.99 Canadian. That's what she said. Which is, yeah, which, yeah. Sorry. It is a sizable model for a MIDI scale. It's not mini, it's MIDI. It's up from mini and not a full scaled model. So it's got little greebly pieces and, you know, no mini figs. It's not scale, anything like that. But this thing's about a foot and a half long. Like it's not something to sneeze at or a foot long. Right. It's a sizable model that'll look good on, on display. Elegant, right? It's simple and elegant for a toy. Anyhow, I wanted that thing. I, I, it's, it's, I, Star Destroyers and Lego, that's, you know, uh, that is kryptonite for me. So here I was thinking, okay, I'll just wait until midnight. I'm up at midnight anyway. So it wasn't an extra journey for yeah. me to, to like, do that. I'm a I feel out. sorry for the people who like are normal, normal people. Yeah. Going to bed at yeah. like 10, nine exactly. and staying up. I feel really sorry for those people. Yep. Anyway, and continue. Normally in the past, Lego site may get slow. You go to put stuff in your bag, Lego, you go to, you know, do battle with the website a little bit, and then you go and you try to cash out, and that sometimes goes really slow, and eventually the transaction goes through, you get your email, you go, oh, okay, great, I've secured my sets, I'm a happy guy, Yeah, I can go to bed now or whatever. You do Last you. night, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that, it, it was... You can't, you know, you, you go to get into the website and it puts you in queue and it counts down from 15, like 15, 14, 13, 12. And once it gets to zero, it resets to 15. And then it does that for a few minutes. So you're seeing the screen a lot. And then you either get in or you get a 505 error or something to the that effect. Not a 404, but like website down and script and yeah. what? Okay. So anyhow, finally, even if you do get through, you can't put anything in your bag. Mm. Nothing's working. So you can't put the star destroyer in. You can't put the new sets that came out yesterday in your bag. You can put a $799 at, at in your bag. Like that was the part that was I was playing around and I'm like, it'll let me put other sets in, but it won't let me put in these sets because obviously they're getting hammered. Yeah. And then this website will just crash. And then you got to go through that whole process all over again, all over again. I did it about four times last night and I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. It's almost one. I'm, I'm out of here. So I woke up at seven this morning and I just thought, oh, yeah. I should probably just go in and nab everything before the day starts because obviously Lego was having problems. Yeah. I go in and <laughs> the Star Destroyer is sold out. And I'm just like, damn. But I ordered the two uh, uh, sets, the diorama sets, Endor and the Emperor's nice. throne room. So, so it wasn't a complete waste. Bonus. Oh, no, because I would have bought those sets anyway. The bonus was getting the Death Star 
yeah mini build mini uh death star 2 those things don't come along every day they look good they're they're fun i'll probably just put it in a box on my shelf behind me i don't really care one way or another it's just an extra bonus thing but it wasn't a complete disaster but it made for a lot of complaints on twitter i decided to put my two cents in in terms of agreement but that was about it because i don't really want twitter to be this predominantly negative space for me i don't want to mess with carboy's algorithm too much so i just had a thought tonight i'll just scoop by my uh walmart close to me and take a look to see because i did some research at other retailers online and this set is not available anywhere but lego.com and walmart right so i uh i decided to go to walmart and take a look and there's no whiff of it anywhere there's no whiff of any of these sets they're they still haven't recovered from christmas right so i'm just like wow this is a toy and the part that really frustrates me is that where this is not getting fun anymore is if you go into the YouTube space and you notice all the people who used to build for fun are now building either to be a completionist collector or you want to be in that space and not financially advising people, but holy crap, pretty much financially advising people what sets you predict are going to be scarce? What sets you That's... predict are going to go up in price? What sets, like it's speculation 101. And don't take my word for it. And if I'm wrong, I can't control it. And yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, it's a toy, guys. Let's treat it like a toy. Yeah. I I, I just think that when it started not being fun last year with the Muppets. Yeah. I thought for sure the Muppets would be a line that would be lucky if it's sold well. It's going to be oddballs, completionist collectors, and nerds like me from the 70s and early 80s that are going to be buying these minifigures. Well, you couldn't get your... Like, I I walked into our local Toys R Us, and there's literally a dude, a, a big sweaty fat dude with, like, hot dog fingers pawing at every bag he's got about four completely opened boxes wow of of muppets guys on the shelf he's ravaged them all and he's going through and picking what he wants or what he's speculating there's your star destroyer super star destroyer and like i'm like how is this fun you know i i get it if there's a kid in there really after a guy and trying to feel through the bags I, you know, I, I do understand scenarios where that is fun, mm-hmm. but why aren't stores putting this stuff behind a counter mm-hmm. and just saying, if you want a bag, it's five bucks. Here you go. Instead of allowing people to do this thing, like Lego are talking about getting paper bags or some other type of material anyway, you know, maybe putting the minifigures in boxes or something like that, like a miniature box. 
where they can't be felt. And the community's freaking out because they just want to be efficient and get all the good characters ahead of everybody else so that they can get 40 or 50 of them and sell them on BrickLink whenever they choose to when they get high enough in value. Yep. It's, it, it's like the hockey card market in the 80s and 90s. Everybody was so excited about hockey cards. Everybody was going on and on about how, how valuable this rookie card is and how amazing this rookie card is. When the reality was the hockey card companies were making millions of these things because the demand was so high and people were lying to themselves about their value. And then when the market collapsed, then there was nothing. It You know, you couldn't move the cards when it was alive and well, so it collapsed and they're still worthless. Because there's so much made. It's like the comics, right? When they try to tell you something's rare and then they make 40 billion, you know, there's no accountability for what the limit is on some of these things. And then you find out that that's actually worthless because it got printed so much and distributed so widely that it has no value. You thought it had value because it was this special issue or as a fan, you talked about it with your friends. That makes that issue special to you. So collect it for that. Yeah. Don't collect it for the idea that you're going to get rich later. Odds are you're going to die and your family's just going to sell the stuff at a garage sale or get 1-800 junk to come in and pick it up and get it out of here. It's just plastic crap to them. Yep. So I know that's dire and normally we're all jokes and everything. But it is a good message in the sense of collect stuff that makes you happy. If Star Wars makes you happy, watch it. If it doesn't, don't watch it. It's that simple. You said I don't it, understand why this is so difficult for the community, why they need to go out there and troll people nonstop about, Everything. oh, how can you be this age and still like Star Wars and it's a kid's thing? And other guys going, Oh no, they made this massive flaw in writing and blah, 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 blah. Like I've seen some jokes about the re-release of Return of the Jedi this week in the theaters about people doing modern day reviews for Return of the Jedi. And they're like, it's lazy writing when this happened and we don't know why this happened. And all the terms that you heard during Mando analysis and everything. And it's like, yeah, you know, episode, you know, yeah. Question for you. If... Star Wars were to come out now, I don't think it would be even half as popular as I agree. when it came out. I would agree. I think it was very pivotal that it came out when it did. As the world was looking for blockbusters, they were getting tastes of them in Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There was a new type of movie director and Steven Spielberg and his buddy, George Lucas, and yep. all this little rat pack of, of movie directors that were coming up at the time. And they had promise and they had buzz and they, their, their movies were crowd pleasers and operatic and all this kind of stuff that was just not seen. And at that time, sci-fi was something that was being pursued very heavily because it got identified in a lot of the movie houses as being the next big thing. So they were all looking for it. That's why you see all that sci-fi that tried and didn't work. 
You had Star Trek trying to be on the big screen. You had, there was a lot of stuff that was being attempted at that time and continued to be attempted afterwards. So I just think that now we're far too cynical. Oh, I, 100%. I, I think like the stuff that we get now, even in Star Wars, is fantastic. Like, there's that episode of Mandalorian that was kind of weak, right? With Jack Black and Lizzo and all that. Speak for yourself. But, yeah, it, but some people love it, and I'm okay with that. Um, it didn't swing for me. That's okay. There were parts of it that did, but there was parts of that world that were awesome. There was parts of Coruscant that they showed at the beginning of episode eight yeah. or the, the, you know, the final chapter that yeah. was just like, that was better than, than Blade Runner at some point. That was, that was pure cyberpunk. That was, man, there's some crazy stuff going on in that franchise alone, let alone the other great stuff that's happening exactly. out there. Yep. Yep. But that was a magical time. And, you know, we got Blade Runner in 84, yeah. Yeah. The first idea that sequels got bigger and better. Star Wars started that really. And then you got Indiana Jones that did it and whatnot. And this is where movies had never gone before. The only thing that we had seen serialized in the, in the sense of a cinematic thing was James Bond. Yep. That was the closest thing. And even in TV. Yeah. And that was right? switching. The actors were switching. Yep. yep. So. I really think that that was. But even a then, that's, that's different, right? James Bond. They're not sequels, yeah. right? No, they're they're other stories with the characters. Until they're, each story, the is Daniel Craig ones, they weren't really yeah. serial in a sense. No, but that was the closest comparison. Yeah, yeah, And then as that, well, that, that was more of just that. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You have to couple it as well with the marketing that was going on, right? Like. The fact that Star Wars was on everything as a kid. You had Star Wars lunchboxes, Star well, Wars watches, Star Wars pajamas, Star Wars sheets. Star that's Wars literally Star what Wars. kicked off this mega blockbuster. Not just the blockbuster, but the mega blockbuster where it invaded and took over pop culture. Exactly. And the action figures and everything. everything right? Like, look at Spaceballs. That was the big joke about that. Yep. But... There was truth in that joke. That's what made. Oh, first, that's that's exactly it, right? right. Um, and that's yeah. why, like, say what you want about George Lucas, that man did brilliant things with that franchise. He, yep. the way that he envisioned what just one movie could make and what one movie could do and what movie is possible. Where, like, right, like the fact that the companies just willingly gave him the rights to make his own deals for merch. And toys and whatever. Yeah, like honestly, there would be a really compelling and interesting study that could be done. I'm sure it has been done, but there should be something that's looked at in the sense that was it moral to market to kids like that? Was it moral to almost manipulate kids? Because that's what these companies did, right? Because this started off a whole wave of G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, things like that, that yeah. were being written as shows 
but written off of the toys or the toys were they were commercials. You watch that show, you saw a character in He Man. There's some shows that don't even really make too much sense, other than a, a, a few ground rules of what's making the episode. Well, it was the, like a toy perfect. marketing half hour. It was. It literally, literally 100% was. A great view into this is watching that Netflix documentary, The Toys That Made mm-hmm. Us, right? The yeah. He-Man episode, in my opinion, is the funniest one because you're literally like that. They literally tell you that that's what He-Man was. It was a big ass commercial. Yep. And it's eye opening, right? Because it's because like you yeah. think about it, Transformers. And G.I. Joe were serving in that same capacity. You know, yeah. G.I. Joe were a revived thing that started out as like eight action figures and then ballooned into like this, this empire that's still going today. But like yeah. peaked around what, 87, 88 and kept on going all the way through the 90s at a rabid pace. Like when I was a kid, like, so G.I. Joe was around long enough that both myself and Juan, my brother, were able to partake in the fandom of G.I. Joe and Transformers, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's just crazy when you see it all in that context and you go, oh, that was off the backs of kids because now we get mad at McDonald's for selling kids sugar and doing it with a toy. Yeah where there's rules and regulations about what you can and can't advertise on a Saturday morning. But back then, man, the parents were just like, oh, boy, I got a hangover. The kids are up at 6 a.m. Go watch cartoons. That's your babysitter. I know yeah. we do that with the Internet today. We do with that with kids. We do that with the iPad. um, iPads and stuff. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. the amount of times like the amount of it's funny because like the amount of my friends that post basically saying thank God for screens. Right. It it's nuts. It is nuts. And there's questions to be asked. I don't know if the rules or whatever conclusions you get to would people follow them because I also remember it being the affected, the targeted person and looking at it going, man, I wouldn't have traded anything for that. That was a great experience as a kid to grow up and have those half hour advertisements and to get excited about what's next but yeah. you know that that's the funny thing about it all is, is being probably the a portion of the the target abuse market you're just like yeah it was good though was good times <laughs> yeah agreed oh um, my goodness yeah so like i mentioned today is may 1st we are gearing up to may 4th big star wars day um, most likely we're going to be doing our Mandalorian episode and releasing it on the fourth. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just schedules are a little crazy. We'll keep everyone up to date. Follow our socials at it's Canon podcast. Um, you'll, we'll, you'll get all the updates there. So today's episode, obviously being the episode closest to May the fourth, I kind of want to focus on. Star Wars, and there's a couple other minor stuff that I want to talk about, uh, particularly one thing. But having said that, so yeah, so yeah, no, it 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 really it really sucks. But like, 
in terms of your story and you you know the stuff with Lego and I and I I concur a hundred percent with you, right? Like it's so important that you do you, right? I know that's so easily said compared to it being done easy easier said than done. But here's the thing, right? Like comic books and me for, is a perfect example, right? Like the amount of money that I used to spend on comics and I just like had those holy grails and those big comics that I always wanted and all that fun stuff and um you know people would always ask like why 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 are you spending so much money it's like it's it just makes me happy this is something that i want something that i remember as a child remember as a kid or you know i love batman or whatever and it was always there for me uh so right like i never collected any of this in anticipation of selling anything that was yeah never 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 ever 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 a consideration of mine right so going back to your point right like do you collect what you want buy what you want but you have to keep it in the back of your mind right if it becomes i don't want to say an obsession an obsession but if in the process of you getting it there's stuff that happens then by god right there's there's no point in getting high blood pressure over it yeah, you know? we have other stuff to get high blood pressure over. Exactly. At the end of the day, for me, I'm like, it, it's 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 to be fun. It's fun to be had. Don't speculate on it. Yep. It's a toy. So, I don't know how recent <laughs> this is. Ooh, that sounded beautiful. Oh, um, dinner. Oof. Oof. So, uh, Taika Waititi. Waititi. <sighs> I'm so nervous of this. I am so nervous of what he's going to do with Star Wars. Um, but apparently, according to a lot of his sources, he is, and I'm using air quotes for those of you listening to the podcast version, but why are you listening to the podcast version? You should be watching on YouTube or live each and every single week. Like he's, Alex is? Like Alex is. Thank you, Alex. He is very excited about the project, which is set to begin filming. In 2024. Oh, man. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Until, with, with everything Star Wars, everything Disney, but especially Star Wars, until there's a trailer, I won't believe it. Yeah, I agree. It, it I, Until I read that it's in production. Even then, it can get canceled. Even then. Even oh, then, Lord it can get Miller, canceled. Solo. Lord Miller Solo. <laughs> it could change flavors right in the middle. You're getting chocolate. Nope, we lied. If Ron Howard made you vanilla. <laughs> it was fine. Come on. It was still a good movie. I'm okay with it. I'm just saying. I'm curious hey, to know what the Lord Miller and Star Solo Wars would be. Is the reason why his daughter is now directing probably some of the best episodes of the other shows that I'm fine with Solo existing. Oh, Solo's great. I, I have no issue with it whatsoever. My only my only observation is it's a movie that didn't need to be there, but that's okay, too. More Star Wars is better. Hey. So. Whoa. Rogue, uh, Rogue One didn't need to be there. No, but that made it better. I don't think Solo made much better. Well, but that, I, but it's I a really, risk. It could have made it better. It didn't. We were lucky that Rogue One was as good as it was. Yes, we were very lucky about Rogue One. 
but I really the, the one thing that's a showstopper for me that completely takes it out of it, aside from Alden Einreich or whatever Alden Reich is is portraying Harrison Ford. I get it. That's always going to be a bit of a disconnect having a different actor do that. But the one thing that in that movie in particular, spoilers, it's old. Go watch it. Um, <laughs> is when he's when he's talking Wookiee to Chewie. Yeah. In that pit. I'm like, oh, this is just a little bit beyond the pale for believability and how they're doing it. But I really am okay with it. I'm not letting it stop me from enjoying the uh, Han and Lando story, the 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 Kieran Voss, everything like that. That was all fun. I loved Woody Harrelson's character in it. I did enjoy, you know, the Mud Troopers and everything like that. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was great in it, and and it was just a fun Star Wars action movie. Much right. like Rogue One was, but Rogue One had an element of insanity to it in a, such a interesting way, right? We had not only did we get Cassie and Ander and the whole uh, build up to that with the Death Star, but we also got that kick-ass scene of Darth Vader at the end. So there's a lot to love about that stuff, and you're right. You are right. It was just little things like that that kicked me and went. Okay, but I I still watch it from time yeah. to time and I'm like I, I get more and more enjoyment out of it the more I watch it. You know what's funny? You know the only time I rewatch solo is when that's a, that's a question you're supposed to say when, Boris, so then I can answer you. See, that's, that's, why I'm saying that's when. the banter that we need on these on the on these I know, episodes. I know. What's I'm going asking. on? We are tired today. When We're both there, out of it today. When is that? You, well, let's, let's do this again. Let's rewind. Phil, do you know the only other the only other times that I've ever watched Solo has been? When, Boris? Christmas and Easter when Showcase shows all the Star Wars movie for like two weeks. Yep. That's the channel I'm always on. I go, every time I see Solo, I'm like, I don't like I don't hate this movie. It's, it's, it, was, it was okay. What do you like more? Solo or Obi-Wan? <sighs> I didn't hate Obi-Wan either But you talk like you do There were elements of Obi-Wan That I thought could have been better But Overall I'm glad it exists It, it again falls into that category There's a of, lot of stuff from Obi-Wan That I just did, did not like That felt shoehorned Right, Things that technically never ever 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 happened happened right yeah i i agree with that but i think with obi-wan my personal belief is that it it did a lot more for star wars for me because it took so much from fallen order yeah and that was unprecedented in my books so I really enjoyed the palace inquisitoris and and everything like that. Like all that stuff was just gold that nerd me was eating up. And it didn't matter that it was it had the disappointment berries on the side in certain areas and whatnot. I did enjoy I didn't get caught up with the whole 
hating the the Revan girl or whatever Riva. I didn't get onto that train. I I thought she did all right. Uh, I didn't get on the train of hating the volume like a lot of people did. Yeah, it's it's got its limitations, and this show kind of showed it. It's there. That's okay though. You know, you you tried it and it didn't work, and you learn from that. So again. Another Star Wars story I'm glad exists. Do I need a season two? Not really. But, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. I know we kind of touched on this last week, but let's talk about this a little more. Um, and that is the Disney. As you know, as a company, isn't necessarily doing the greatest. They're cutting people by the thousands. Uh, we're looking at... Also, very important cutbacks uh, like special effects and things like that. Uh, so, um, like we were talking about, the actor who plays uh, Boba Fett. My computer just froze, but luckily, here I have the uh, the quote. And it's, I think there is a few changes going on. We also come under the big umbrella known as Disney now, too. So, it's one of the last few conversations we had in L.A. The conversation started like, oh, look, we're having a few changes we're having a few cutbacks. So, yes, the Tamara Morris. Yeah. The, this, yeah. The discussion I want to have, it really revolves around, you know, does this worry you as a fan, right? You know, one of the biggest criticisms of the MCU right now is their special effects. You know, especially with these shows, they're already on quite the budget. So, are you a little nervous, especially when storytelling and scripts might not be the strongest? Uh, how do you feel like as a Star Wars fan knowing that this is going on? Well, Tamara in his, in that quote, not necessarily in that quote, but some of the other stuff that he said at the Comic-Con, like, first of all, he was on mic and I think there's a sense of humor to some of what he was saying. And that's what garnered a lot of people's concern because he said that he was waiting around his phone, waiting for a call to come in on the Mandalorian and that call never came. And he was uh, he was mockingly upset about that, but and I think he blames that as part of this cut, right? Right, that they got informed about. Uh, and he, he I'm not say some tongue in cheek, right? Like there's a quote here, yes. And when you hear that the other end of the line, it's no good trying to negotiate any more money. That's for sure. So we'll see what happens, right? So again, a lot of tongue in cheek, but yeah, at the, at, at the end of the bastard. day, we know cuts are happening. So I think it's fair to have this conversation regardless. I don't think it's going to affect Star Wars that much anyway. I think they're already having such difficulty getting movies off the ground that they know that the shows are the lifeblood. I think that you saw a lot of cutbacks in Mando season three, and maybe people are overreacting to that as well or reacting to it in how much baby Grogu was flipping about versus in his pram, uh, things like that. I don't know what's easier or what's cheaper, though. Uh, that could be anybody on the cat or anybody in production could correct me on that. Um, but I just felt like there was writing cutbacks or writing sacrifices and things like that that are attributed to this in some circles. I don't generally worry about it too much like like the 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 slap about everybody freaking out about she hulk's special effects i i'll be honest i have a tough time seeing how something's cheesy until i get 
a side by side and then I go, Oh yeah, number two is better. Yeah. But I don't naked eye spot it and go, oh, this is really bad unless it's really bad. You know what I mean? Like it has to be B level movie special effect bad for me to go, Oh, I just look at a lot of the stuff that Star Wars does where they go, okay, we're going to stop animate this. I see that more as an homage to the original trilogy films than I do as them trying to pocket a few dollars out yep. of the CGI type thing. I just yeah. see it, you know, like, oh, Phil Tippett was on set that day or someone who knows Phil Tippett's ways or studied yeah. under him or something like that. That's kind of cool. I hope Phil sees this and goes, oh, yeah, good job on that one, guys. You're touching your mic base. I can I can hear when you're touching it, FYI. I'm not touching anything. It's on um, really? it's on a boom arm. Oh, yeah. Oh, am I touching? Oh, no, I'm not touching it. I'm just hearing like. I hear it, too. You hear it, too? Uh, yeah, I do. And I thought it was you playing no, around with adjusting you. your mic. No. Who's touching their mic? That's the, me the, touching the my mic. third person. Yeah, I don't know where that. Uh, uh, oh, because I'm I'm far from this. It's so. a spring echo. It's a spring echo that I hear. It's almost like a mic arm with the spring going, mm. boring stretching. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. Beta test. Hey, see, I hear thump thump. No, that was me there. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Oh, this episode is beautiful. Yeah. Um. No, so yeah, no, so I, I do agree with you, right? I do agree with you overall. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, though, it does put a little more, and this is this is the point I was trying to make, that I think that there's going to be more onus and uh, I guess more 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 checks, more pressure on the writers to make sure that things work out, so that anything outside of the writing, people don't really notice, right? Yeah, well. I would like them to focus money-wise on the stories being of course. better written and better produced. That's where all the effort should be. Everything else follows a story. If yeah. you tell me that, you know, there's a budget cut or a setback on CGI, you're going to have to do more practical effects or use a cloak to disguise something instead of using a highly detailed CGI monster, they're going to, cover it up partially and do this and do that i'm a-okay with that yeah it, it, it's more to the mystique right like that's the whole yeah. uh, uh lucasfilm is based off of glass paintings and mirror images and trickery yeah <laughs> so 100 so, yeah. um no i yeah though that's exactly it right uh the other thing that i can see them doing is like being a little more creative like remember how awesome Battlestar Galactica looked for that shitty budget it had. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. using more camera effects and stuff like that, too. Like, move your... Divert your attention from certain things. Yeah. And that was because a lot of the stuff, what was it, Dykstra and whatnot, who they ejected from Star Wars after the first film went straight to Battlestar Galactica and started shooting over there with all of his technology that he formed on Star Wars. He brought it to TV. Yep. But yeah, he, he was master of it, right? That's why it's a Dykstra cam. And yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's, 
and you know other members of the crew too if they left star wars or they left lucasfilm they somehow magically showed up at uh at, at battlestar galactica's door mm-hmm. and nothing wrong with that man it was it was a good time like as a, you know having all these all these IPs competing with our, for our eyeballs at that time to be the next big sci-fi thing on TV. Exactly. Right? Trying to compete with Star Trek, the legacy of Star Trek. Exactly. Legacy at that point. All right. So let's jump to video games. Um, a conversation that I was having in another podcast I kind of wanted to have with you. Um, and that's kind of like, you know, holy shit, there are huge games this year. Um, so, you know, we're going to talk about Star Wars Survivor in a little bit. Tranquilo, everyone. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk <laughs> about that in a little bit. That's April 28th. All right. Dead Island as well came out April 28th. Uh, but moving, looking forward, you know, we have The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming out May 12th. Street Fighter 6 coming June 2nd. Diablo 4 coming June 6th. Final Fantasy 16 coming June 22nd. We have Starfield September 6th. Skull and Bones. That's that pirate game that's God knows it's being delayed left, right, and center. Oh. You know, that, that's just a little taste of all of the games that are coming out. Like this year, Phil, I this is like the one year where like, is Legend of Zelda not going to win game of the year? I think it will. But, right? Like there's, there's a lot of good uh, games coming out. There is. There really is. It's, it's Zelda's going to have a lock on it too. A, degree but yeah the final fantasy one for playstation 5 like that looks just incredible starfield you know it's going to be a mess but everyone's going to love everyone's it. everyone's going to buy and, it and uh, then nothing. be angry with it which or just get it on game pass maybe right um like, this is the thing like this week they're they're freaking out because what is it that that game that came out the hi-fi rush apparently Somebody said that it didn't do financially as well as they wanted it to. Now, the company who made it, it's the company who made Jet Set Radio, came out and they said, no, we're fine. Like, Microsoft were absolutely, you know, loving the fact that it did so well as far as they were concerned because it got downloaded a ton it's a off niche. of Game Pass. It's a super niche well, it's, game. It's a niche thing, but it didn't make as much money as it could have if it wasn't on Game Pass. If people yes. went out and bought it. Is yes. the point of whoever made the comment. You know, but it's wrong to attribute that to but, a company's bottom but, line. But Phil, that's, that's an the, expectation the, that he's generating, right? But that's the big debate about Game Pass, right? What happens exactly. to 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 earnings? Yep. And that's exactly it. Forza Horizon 5 is a fantastic example. Day and date game on there. I own a physical copy just because I don't trust Microsoft. Yeah, and I don't trust their network services, and I like playing the game when I want to play it. But at the time, I just had the deal that I'm going to get off Game Pass. I'm going to continue to maintain my Game Pass to play the game, and I'm going to buy extra content for that game on the idea that I have access to it on Game Pass. Like they sold a specific discount of add-on content based off of the idea that you would maintain your subscription to Game Pass. So you got a discounted rate. So it's an interesting model that they're playing with here, and they could be doing the same thing with Starfield. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of untilled land. Yeah, for sure. 
For sure. Sorry, gotta refocus yeah, the camera. So there's again, a lot of them good games coming out. Yeah, a lot yeah, of good and, games. And Jedi out. Survivor. Like I know we're not talking about it, but that could be a contender for game of the year too. And I was of, literally gonna jump to that, right? Like I know a lot of people are having a lot of issues with Jedi Survivor. Um, so let's talk about Jedi Survivor. So some of the there there it's getting a lot of mixed reviews, right? Anyone who has no. had a flawless experience with it is having a shitboat shitloads shit shitloads boats full of shit of fun um but then there's other people who are you know in a boat full of shit up shit's creek not having a good time with this game what's interesting is i was talking with someone over the weekend and what they were saying is they have it on ps5 and they have it digitally so they haven't had an issue and that actually made me laugh because it's like okay number one this game when you buy it you basically have to download the entire game even if you have the physical copy yeah there's not like i don't know that there's nothing on the disc but you have to do the full digital download 150 gigabytes basically yeah so that's kind of funny but the first game was like that right the first game was kind of like that it was a huge ass mofo of a game now so with that said, he said he wasn't really having too many issues with it, right? Uh, but I do know that a lot of people are having a lot of issues. So before we talk about Jedi Survivor itself, I want to kind of yeah. take this tangent and say, is there an issue with AAA games and their releases? Yeah, so I think that Cyberpunk 2077 showed us that. I think Bethsaida and almost anything that they release <laughs> show us that. Um, which I know it's a it's a horse that I continue to beat. Uh, yeah, but I how just many times that, have you been burned, right? Yeah, and I, that, that's where I'm speaking from is my wallet. Uh, it 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 is a problem. Redfall is going to be a problem this Redfall. Week. Oh my god, that thing is going to be a mess. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, we had it with Gotham Knights. We had it with, you know, like almost everything that's getting the AAA release right now is like they're flooded with complaints about FPS performance. Um, uh, Last of Us PC did not work. To me, that one, it just 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 that one just hurts my soul. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? Like with Jedi Survivor, the issue is, is they identified specifically windows 11 users that are using brand new state-of-the-art video cards etc etc that weren't provisioned properly for in their builds okay so they had a blind spot in in their stuff and they own it like they're just like yeah oh crap we've become aware of this and we're trying to fix it but it's going to take a little bit tomorrow i think the first patch rolls out and that's for everybody there are issues on the PS5. I'm in your friend's boat. No problems at all. But I am on as many frames as per second possible. I'm not on performance mode. I'm on, I'm on enjoyment mode. Like I'm on playability mode, whatever that is. I'm not on graphic. Give me all the the reflections and the, and the ray tracing and all that kind of stuff. That's a word I so, haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, I know, right? So I have all that stuff turned down. I haven't played with it until that patch drops 
maybe I'll try it and see what 30 FPS with ray tracing and everything is like in the full 4K. But for now, I'm just motoring along through the game, done my things, no spoilers, nothing like that, people. Um, and everything's fine on that front. I don't know the Xbox Series X and S owners are having a similarly great experience. I've yep. seen more complaints about Xbox and its performance versions. And I will say that as general, I've spent a lot of time in the Xbox ecosystem. I'm now returning into the PS5 ecosystem a lot more consistently. And I can say after my exposure in Xbox land, stuff is sharper and different. It's not better. It's I find that it's jumpier. The frame rates aren't as good and the load times can be terrible. It's not as fast as the PS5. The PS5 is, there's a, a texture to the graphics on my screen where I don't know, I think it's because the PS5 fools my monitor into being in HDR, like a certified HDR pop-up box mode on every single content that I watch. Like not only movies and shows, but video games too. On right. the Xbox, I only go into HDR mode on video games that have HDR support. And I don't know exactly why that is, but it's there's a differentiator with my monitor. I think yeah. it's my problem, not Xboxes or anything. But I do find that maybe that affects my interpretation of the graphics and whatnot is the dark fidelity and, and the, the shades. and You know what I mean? Like all that, all that contrasty stuff. So maybe that's it. But I just find that the Xbox is more prone to crashing. I find the Xbox, like there's a lot of other challenges within the Xbox world that simply are not as prevalent. I'm not going to say my PS5 has never crashed because it has. Um, any video game system will do that. But yeah, it, I, I, I feel bad for everybody, especially on the PC end of things that are really running the bleeding edge that are getting caught up. But it's, man, it's running great on the PS5. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems to kind of be the the overall assessment that I'm seeing where people in Xbox aren't Xbox land aren't having the best experience. People who are on physical aren't having the best experience. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't really matter. But I digress. Um, so overall, how are you enjoying the game? I haven't picked up my copy yet. I was so busy this weekend that I'm like, okay, I, I don't have time. Like I, I, I'm going to buy if I, I, I bought it, but I haven't picked it up because I know that if I, when I do pick it up, I'm going to be playing it until it's over. And right now I just don't have the time to do that. I just, I just, I just don't. I'd say so far I've put in a, a good session Saturday night until about 3 a.m. Wow. Um, but this was only because I made a fatal mistake. Thursday night, I bought the game. Thursday night, I turned off my Xbox or my PlayStation 5. So the automatic download didn't happen in the background. I didn't have it in in the rest mode. That's an so, ultimate gamer fail. That's like not, that's like not charging your controller before bed. I know. And the thing was, is I had to work all day Friday. So I didn't do the download and then I did the download Friday night and that took a long time because I had to wait until everything was done in my household that nobody was streaming or anything because I knew yeah. this thing was going to be 
a mega biatch. So here yeah. it was just trucking in for hours and hours, and it kept on giving me that famous PlayStation update. Only three hours left, and then only four hours left, and you're like, no, why did you go backwards? And then it's like, oh, two hours left. Reminds and you're like, whoa. The- Remember, like, Windows 98? Yes. And the but internet, when Windows it, 98 came out? Like, that's what all of this reminds me of. It it, But that, I figured out, was all because of, like, this is the computer geek that I am. That was all because individual file sizes. If there was a lot of file names, it CRC checked them all. Mm. And it had to do that. But if they were one big cab file, it just went boop, boop, boop largely kept on the 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 progression course or the copy course and your copy wasn't going to take two and a half months to complete it was going to be like oh you're copying the contents of this hard drive oh when you get to this folder and there's this picture this picture this picture this picture this picture times 1000 that's going to take forever because it's crc checking it all so i figure something like that is happening with these games where it's like if there's a lot of little itty bitty texture files and whatnot they're going to go slow over that transfer because that has to be verified. And it's like so, because there's so many, it's hard for it to recalculate because it recalculates the time left after every file. After so you have real constantly time. hitting that, it's like, all right, fuck yeah. you. I'm just telling you yeah, I, this. No. Oh, this is a big file. It's going to take a lot longer now. Fuck you more. Yeah, exactly. So. I get that it's dynamic and whatnot, but that one did take us a bloody long time. <laughs> so I was fr- Friday night. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm totally in the mood of doing other stuff. So I didn't really get any exposure to the game. So Sunday and Saturday night after actually I did play it Friday night for about two hours. Yeah. So it was a late night Friday, but just the intro stuff, the warm and fuzzy stuff. And then uh saturday night i watched the game the tfc game did a little bit of car racing I like how you had actually to actually like qualify that it was a tfc game and not the leafs game i had that on the background I know, too but funny. i was mostly funny. watching the tfc same here same here and um what ended up happening was i the xbox went on with a friend and we were we were doing our nightly go around and antagonize people on the internet. And turns out new terms of service were bannable now. Uh, so grumpy old men driving isn't really a great experience potentially, but wow. we have a deal now. Whoever gets banned first has to buy the other guy a bottle of booze. So, wow. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's a funny terms of service. So here we are doing that, and uh, I it naturally his Xbox crashes like three times, and I'm just like I'm done, I'm done, and then I fired up Survivor, and I was hooked until about three in the morning on Saturday. Sunday was this is right off, and then last night that's what I did while waiting for the Lego window to open. Was played Jedi Survivor and just cleaned through the first big area of the first planet you get to. So, yeah, it's 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 the maps are so much better done. Yeah, and in the first game, oh, you, you and understand you can fast that? Travel. You don't need my help. 
Not yet. No, you can understand them. No, you can understand them all the time now. Nice. And yeah, it's just like the level design is improved. They're bigger, but they're better. Um, it's fun exploring now because you're not worried about getting lost as much. It still could get lost. Uh, I've just gotten to my first kind of large city yeah. in the game. And I'm curious to adventure more, but I accidentally like triggered the storyline and I'm like, way neck deep in that. Let me, I let me keep night. doing what I got to do. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think there's so much to explore in this game, even after it's done, that's going to be worthwhile revisiting. And you can already tell that as your character advances and gets more powers, just like in the first game, you're going to be able to revisit mundane levels early in the game and get whole new aspects to them because you're going to be able to unlock new areas yeah. or do certain things. So a lot of fun dynamics overall. I got to say they, they they really hit this one out of the park. I don't know if it's game of the year material, but it's going to be up there in a discussion. I think once all really? the dust settles. So, so far you're liking it more than, stuff. uh, uh, for uh, the first one, fallen, fallen, fallen order. order, yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable with the characters. I'm curious to know the story that they tell. I'm curious to know the length of the story that they tell because I see I a lot of God. people. Who if started... this one has a nonchalant ending like the first one, I'm gonna rage quit <laughs> Star Wars. Games yeah, I forever. know, right? We had a problem with that, but oh, that bothered overall... me so much. Like it bothered me a lot more than it should have bothered me, but. At the end of the day, it was a great experience to be playing a game like that by EA that was good and didn't try to get my money every time a crate showed up. <laughs> like <laughs> You could open boxes and it not come out of your wallet. So <laughs> I still get a novelty out of that when the little BD1 droid goes and opens those same boxes. And I'm like, oh, no, eight ninety nine. <laughs> No, no. Okay, great. So uh, yeah. it, it's uh it's it's a refreshing thing. I, I feel bad for respawn and the flack that they're taking this week, but as you say, people gotta be tranquilo yep. and just kinda, you know, like it'll get fixed. This too shall pass. We're all gonna be okay, guys. Like everybody's gonna be fine. I feel like everyone is on edge for everything right now. Yeah, like like the only if thing you watch you the be... weekly roundups, they're like the internet is on fire over Jedi Survivor, and I'm like, really? Uh, everybody that I know on console is going. That is a pretty good game. <laughs> the, that's hilarious. Let's not even get started. PC, the superior PCers, the superior PC gamers, um, and you know the issues that they're having. And I just love the fact that the last two major releases for PC games. Survivor and The Last of Us have eaten dog shit. So kind of brings a yeah. a certain joy to my to my life. Uh but uh that in a little way, a yeah. Yeah. It, it's I recommend the game, people. Um it is a a buy. You don't have to wait for a sale on that one. I think that it's worth your money. Well, my nephew's but just gonna again, wait for me to finish the game. True. 
my review, my the review that I provided so far is a review in progress. It's not a review of the full game. It might have a dog shit ending. Don't know. <laughs> I swear to God, if it does, oh, if it does, just wait until the next episode here. All right, Phil. Again, we are likely going to be doing our. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3 recap this week. It will be re- most likely be released on May the 4th, because why the heck not? So, with that said, I think this is a perfect time to let our listeners know how they can reach us and where they can find us. As if they if haven't would, already found us. But Yeah, yeah if, if you want to write in a complaint about our podcast, and in this episode in particular, because we've just been so on point <laughs> this one you so can track so us down at that so I'm still much queuing so. up the music it's uh you can track us down on our website at com. i'm waiting for the music to play me out it's kind of like reading your Oscar speech there we go oh my you can god track us down on instagram twitter and facebook at it's canon podcast you can email us at show at it's canon Send in your complaints about the music missing. <laughs> you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere where you get pod- podcasts, you're going to find us. But you're also going to find us on patreon.com forward slash SNME radio, where Boris this week handled the episode. So you want to go listen to him and the rest of the guys talking about wrestling? That's the place to be. And uh, thanks so much for finding us, listening to us. Tell your friends. And if you like what you hear so far and what you see on the YouTube, make sure that you hit the like button and uh, maybe, uh, you know, click on that subscribe button too, because then you're going to get alerted to when we drop all these crazy episodes like May the 4th. Who knows? May the 4th. Maybe next week. We don't know. It's chaos. It might happen on Revenge of the 5th. We'll see. Phil, thank you so much. But more importantly, thank you to each and every single one of our listeners. Obviously, it means so much. I know how life, how, oh my God, I can't even speak anymore. You know, he's Phil. I'm Boris. We're done. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good night.